Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, Believe, Repeat podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, no stellar-defying men in all profession, our on the podcast, Gnarly, Charlie, and Noo! I fucked it up. It's supposed to be a host, but I don't care. Anyway, and the other man of our hosting duo... <laughs> Call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. The Duke is also known as Garrett. What's going on? Uh, what's going Hello, on, brother there? Garrett? The Digital Phantom. Yo, 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 yo. All right, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bane Duke. That's B A N E D U K. And you can find Charlie at Oh Charlie with an X instead of an A. Instead of an A. Right. You can also find us on the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel. Moon Knight review is coming soon. Um, oh yeah, dude. I from from what we're hearing from these early reviews, it's gonna be a fun fucking show. So B I S O K I I Entertainment. Um, and yeah, that's that's all the housekeeping bullshit out of the way. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so how Garrett, are you today? I I'm doing great, man. Um, AW, we've got a lot of news this week. We had some big time matches this week. And honestly, the future is only looking brighter because I think we're starting to see some clarification for some of these storylines, which we will be diving into. But yeah, man, I mean, this has been fun sports-wise, real quick. Sports-wise, this has been nuts, dude. As you guys know, I'm a Packers fan. If you don't know, I am a Packers fan. We traded Devontae Adams, Garrett. My God. I mean, like, bro. Had to be done, though, right? I mean, what you guys got some good stuff back for, right? Like, yeah, we got a first this year and a second. So you know, hey, if you guys don't, those could pan out really well. Exactly, I'm a draft guy. And let's just be real. One thing that Aaron Rodgers wants right now is control over who gets drafted. This is an opportunity for the Packers to be like, hey, who do you want to us to pick up here? You know, (laughs) yeah, what are we snagging? And Garrett, right? Well, how are you gonna feel when they don't draft another skill position though? Hey, it better be D-line then or something, bro. <laughs> this time next week, hopefully we're talking and the Colts have a new quarterback. Because I'm thinking either Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan. Not entirely sure which way it's going to go. Um, Dude, oh, man. There could be some good stuff there. I, I'm with you, but we, we're Baker guys, bro. It, it, that'd be cool. Mitch Trubisky. Anyway. Mitch, um, the Mitch machine. But right, yeah, Garrett. Um, so as we do. We'll jump into our favorites first, and then we'll dive into a little bit of news because, yeah, there is a lot of news this week, including some injuries, which... 25 homers, Jose Ramirez this year. All right, anyway. Um, Okay, which which I'm I'm sad about this. uh, I'm sad about these injuries, but let's get into our favorites because, my God, there's so many. I I almost... My God. I was almost a promo guy, Garrett. I was almost a promo guy this week. But we're going to go steel cage match, the main event of Dynamite, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa. And man, this this before we praise this match completely, I had one tiny complaint with this match. Go ahead. Stop using the goddamn thumbtacks so much. <laughs> um, like they've been it, using it them just, a lot lately. It just feels like it doesn't matter as much when you do it all the time. It's the same thing with the blood. Thankfully, there's no blood this week. But like, well, no, like, in, no blood that's not like thumbtack related. Like, I don't think they yeah. intended for anyone to be bleeding in this match per se. Little maybe. bits here and there. Yeah, just maybe, just maybe a little, little bit, bit, but not like yeah. it, it, you get what I'm not saying. Not CM like, Punk level. No, no, exactly. Well, we're coming they, off they of want what that we just to had. be like because I feel like that's what took away from that moment with Punk was that there was already blood, or maybe it took away from the match later. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, I that besides that, anyway. But yeah, so everything else was good. But like, I just yeah, um, I'm over the thumbtacks. This was a slow build to the match. This felt big. This was a big presentation. I love Thunder. I mean, dude, by that entrance, you're like, I mean, we already knew Thunder Rosa was winning, but with that entrance, you're like, yeah, 
This is her hometown, big, big time. I still know, say dub. they should have given it to her at the pay per view, and oh, probably the last pay per view where they fought. <laughs> like, and it's just one of those things. It's like we just, It's impossible to look at things in a vacuum. But for this match, just kind of being what the match was, they went out there. This was a seventeen minute match. There was only one commercial break for it, and you felt that. You actually felt like you were watching the entire match. This it was a slow build. It was it was grind like i i dare i say like grindy match it was this was a slower build to a wrestling match and it once he got going with like you said with the tax with aubrey coming in it was cool to let aubrey kind of get that moment i saw a lot of people saying that that first ref didn't sell the super kick he definitely did he just he fucked up getting yeah, down. that ref i guess maybe he was tired and wanted to just yeah. like take a nap i don't know like. i think he fucked up getting down and it made made it look like he didn't sell it and i saw a lot of people freaking out like oh of course he's not so oh, i mean like he's not gonna like just take like a really nasty fall he's yeah, not trained no. to fall like a wrestler like not the wrestlers are really so trained he, to fall, but like they can do it that I, I wouldn't some people are making that a bigger deal than it needs to be i i just think he fucked up to be honest i think they just intended for that to not be yeah. the main ref of that match they wanted aubrey to be obviously and they wanted aubrey to be out there get that moment with thunder rosa i mean this is a big deal for Thunder Rosa. I mean, Garrett, I remember Thunder Rosa's first match in AEW. You and I, remember, I were like, I remember us watching a random episode of Dynamite, and it just so happened to be who did she even face that night? I don't. God, remember. I have no idea. But somebody who's not even being shown on TV anymore, who was also it might have been Riho. Maybe it might have been. That's why I think it's and somebody we who's like, not on TV because they were really pushing we were the Joshi like, women at the time. But yeah. Riho, we realized was just a really good wrestler in that moment. But also, like Thunder was just like. Incredible. Having these matches, I mean, we kept watching everything she was doing, and she was, I believe, the NWA Women's Champion at the time, or something like that. Like that is correct. Um, which that te- championship looks terrible, but um, <laughs> excuse me. Now she's got. This you think new the, you think one. the do you think the AEW Women's Championship looked bad? My goodness. But anyway, um, <laughs> now we got the new beauty. A hey. <clears throat> unfortunately, my my slight complaint was um, the match was rushed at the end for time. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Baker had to no sell one of the moves in order to get to the Thunder Driver Slam. That is what it is. I'm just gonna, in kayfabe, I can look past that. Just knowing that they were for time, it doesn't affect me. But I will say this: Britt Baker hasn't had my favorite title reign. That still goes to Hikaru Shida. But this was a good match, and this was a good way to end it for her. Thunder Rosa was the right person. It needed to be. I, if they could have played it out longer for Jamie Hayter, maybe that's the move. But maybe they just actually do that feud without the title. And yeah, maybe I feel it like that feud doesn't more. need the title for it to yeah, work. Yeah, so maybe it like, means that much more. But real quick before we jump into your thoughts on this, um, I just want to cover Britt Baker's title reign. This is something we've been doing when people win and lose the titles. So Britt Baker, she won this title at Double, Double or Nothing 2021. She then, her first defense was against Nyla Rose. Then she defeated Red Velvet. And then we're at All Out. She took out Chris Statlander. She defeated Ruby Soho at Grand Slam. That was a really fun one. Yeah. Ty Conti at full gear. Yeah, agreed. Ty Conti at full gear. So she went a couple rushed. months without defending it. That one that one was big time rushed. Britt Baker defeated Riho uh, at Battle uh, of the Belts. Uh-oh. Hey, God damn it. That was fuck. <laughs> that was good. Good catch there, bud. Good catch. And then her last two, Thunder Rosa, and then this one. So eight title defenses in all. She <laughs> lost the last one. But I don't think this her title reign is going to be known for the title defenses. It's going to be known for the star she became during the reign. Yes. And, I mean, hey, when it's all said and done, this won't be your first title reign. 
Hopefully not. It does suck though because it feels like Natalia elevated her. She didn't elevate the title, which <sighs> whatever. I who mean, know, like some well, who people... knows? I mean, she definitely brought it to another level with her character getting as big as it did. But who knows if I, that's what we have to see what happens. I after. feel like it matters now more that Thunder has it. Not anything against Britt Baker, but like, like I think that I think that for a while people wanted it off of her. Like to be honest with you, like just not wanted, for yeah. anything against her. I think, I think they, they, wanted, they were just wanted yeah. some. They needed like we were talking about this with the Sammy Guevara thing. As much as I wanted Sammy to stay champion for a little bit longer, like they do need to start moving the titles around a little bit. Like, um, yeah. So she was a 290 day champion. So she is the second longest reign behind Hikaru Shida's 372, which was a fucking insane title reign. That's because they did literally like the same problem. Wow. They had like, you think they had the problem with Britt Baker not being, uh, having any credible start. Like, what do you think it was like with the, which, yeah, Hikaru Shida's title. That was a great title reign. And to me, I was not too familiar with Hikaru Shida before that reign, but ever since it, I've been, I've been trying, we've been following her here She's been Dude, killing on dark, and now she's got Serena Deeb. So, if you take all of the recent signings—Serena Deeb, Britt Baker, and like uh, Mercedes Martinez—because I'm including those as like the current women's division or whatever—and um, you throw the Joshi women they have signed, like Rio Mizunami, May Saruga, not that I necessarily have signed, but like that whole group of people, Emmy Saka, yeah. all that. You have a good women's division right there, dude. Like that's you throw all that together. That's yeah, enough. I think it's only getting better, man. I, Statlander's got the character if change they just now. Used which we'll more drive into. Like if they had a couple of women's matches a week, one on Rampage, maybe one or two on this episode of Dynamite. Like I feel like they could have a really active, good women's division. They have the talent to do it. They figured out which ones they don't want to use as much. Oh, I, I also didn't include Red Velvet as well, but obviously, and they're in the main the mainstream women's division in AEW right now too. Or even to like throw some more of those people on dark. Like they had a really good like Joshi women's thing going on on dark for a while that they just kind of abandoned. I don't understand why. I sent them all back to Japan yeah. for some reason. Like I don't like Emmy just hey. got back. Like Emmy was like on she was TV on this week, like, yeah. in tag matches against Britt Baker back in like twenty seven or twenty seven like twenty whatever year like twenty yeah, like twenty twenty you know? I think so. Like so, it's like what the hell? Like where? Where's yeah, your other half you, of your women's division? Like, what were your thoughts on this? And I guess you could talk about the title oh. reign as a whole here. Yeah, I mean, other than the thumbtacks, um, it was a really brutal match. Uh, I thought the ref brutal. That's a good word for it. Um, you know me. Yeah. I like a slow, methodical match when it's done. Yeah, right. back and forth. Um, the fire thunder driver into the thumbtacks probably hurt a lot. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? Bump I would like to see into the thumbtacks now. No, and now I'm now now I'm booking against my own interests because I want to get rid of the thumbtacks. But I want to see the uh, oh, what is it called? The Big Bang Theory into the thumbtacks. Okay. Um, maybe that can be like a blood view. Maybe we're getting Chris Statlander with an edge. So maybe before everything falls apart with Jamie Hader, maybe like Britt Baker gets beat up by Chris Statlander. But um, now that there's no title that she can't win off of her. Um, for whatever reason, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like AW steel cage match rules of not being able to escape the cage because why the fuck oh. does that make any sense at all in a fucking yep. wrestling match? You know, steel like c- you should. Yeah. Um, is one I still think the cage should rules. either be sealed or there should be like, uh, it should be an old school style cage, like with the metal. Cause that just feels cooler to me, but maybe it's more dangerous. Um, yeah, probably. Um, like WrestleMania one steel cage or WrestleMania three, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, Thunder Rosa finally gets the big one. 
Um, it's just kind of crazy that I was like telling you when we first saw her on Dynamite that like, this chick's gonna be a star, and like she just won the championship. And now look at it, yeah. Now she is, she is the star. I mean, outside of Jade, I mean, I think it was funny because whoever star. we, I think it might have been Riho, because you were like, oh my gosh, that was a really great match. I was like, it wasn't because of Riho, not to say anything against Riho, but like that, I remember. It's, that's who stood out to me in that match was Thor's yep. Thunder because like all the stuff you see her doing now, like she was fully formed then. That's probably why she was NWA Women's Champion. But still, like she was fully formed wrestler then. It's kind of like when Ruby Soho burst onto the scene. You know what I mean? Like absolutely um, similar sort of meteoric rise, just in AEW instead of NXT. You know, like um, it's wild. Uh, but I just I'm really curious to see who they put against Thunder next. Because I think obviously Britt Baker back of the line, so we're not going to run that back. Plus, it feels like it was capping off their feud in like a really, like sort of fin- like final way. I, so, I got to imagine it's going to be it's got to be Layla, right? No, maybe, maybe. That was just kind of like they, why why have Layla lose to Thunder on the way up then? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, such a weird booking decision if that's how you decide to do it. Like. But I mean, because they could do the bunny, they could do Penelope before, they could do anyone that they want, really. That would make sense because the a- the AFO are like getting big push right now. So I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. Is Penelope technically a part of the AFO? I don't like, think so. But the bunny is right. Let's check. So. Let's check the let's check the rankings. At one, we had Thunder Rosa. Two, Serena Deeb. Well, there you go. It, Serena D beats Sheeta. Serena D makes not? sense, but she's kind of still. I think Layla her Hirsch and match has to be Sheeta, right? Because they're yeah. not going to have that, or unless Battle of the Belts, you have Sheeta versus Serena in some sort of finale match. But that's not a belt. But I guess not every match on Battle of the Belts is going to be for a championship. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe you do Scorpio Sky defending, and maybe Adam Page versus Adam Cole, and then in the middle you sandwich in Sheeta versus. Serena and then Serena, maybe that's a number one contenders match also somehow or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, we'll do something. So, what what was your favorite this week? Moving on, uh, I really enjoyed the main event of Rampage. So we both took main, main event matches. Main event week. guys. Um, and the guy that I really enjoyed tonight, not again anything against Keith Lee. Keith Lee does his thing, and Keith Lee's really good at what he does. But Max Caster carried this match, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. Because he's just really all around good wrestler, and I, I would assume between the two of them, I don't know which one of them actually has more experience. I'd have to look. Um, I, maybe it's Lee, but oh yeah, I'd um, imagine Keith Lee. I mean, it really depends. I don't know. Max Caster might have been doing his thing for a while, but um, but anyway, Max Caster, uh, I think really looked good in this match. His uh, pre-match promo was pretty fun. Um, Keith Lee, uh, I feel like hasn't really impressed me on the mic so far i'm not saying that he can't do it i've heard him make cut good promos before i just don't know if in AEW he's really maybe he's just saving it for when he actually does feud with somebody um but the setup that we're getting throughout the like the last few weeks for keith lee versus powerhouse hobbs looks like it's gonna be really fun um i think though we'll probably get him versus ricky first that's what it seems like maybe for the ftw championship and hobbs like costs that's what i'm thinking um, but yeah, that, that uh, makes a lot I sense. really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this match. We also set up, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like potential matches like Keith Lee versus Swerve, Max Caster and the acclaimed versus Swerve. 
I'm really hoping we get a, uh, a Max Caster versus Swerve Rap Battle. That'd be kind of fun. Um, oh, I can also, get, yeah. we could actually like avenge the universe for that. Like, I loved what the New Day and Usos put together, but it was kind of corny. Like, you know, um, <laughs> like I would like to see like what an unleashed rap battle in AEW would look like. You know, like um, Max Caster might get fired for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm I'm with you, man. I I really enjoyed this segment. Um, what's funny is I actually thought when they were doing the interview, I thought Keith Lee actually, I saw a different side to him that I hadn't seen um, in his most recent run in NXT and stuff. And I actually, I, I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. He, he, you know, he said something along the lines of calling a Max a bitch and like saying, I mean, yeah, I'm like, going to prove it in the ring. And I was like, okay, I'm, I can see where he's I going with this. I, I, I wasn't like super impressed. He was basically, it was just like, you can't even lace my boots was kind of his attitude, which I feel like maybe is his attitude in general. Maybe that's why he rubbed people the wrong way, you know? Or it might be allegedly. playing up, I think he might be playing up that character a By little bit. By the way, bit. I'm not saying he actually did. I'm saying allegedly, you know, because that was said about him when he was leaving or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it's just, what's funny is I think we, we both this is what's so cool. We both love this segment and we love this match and we both loved it for different reasons. And for, for me, what stood out actually was Keith Lee. And I thought the powerhouse Hobbs Keith Lee tease was also really well done, but Keith Lee and Max Caster, I think, I think Max is getting a lot better. And this is the proof. We said this last time during the last acclaimed match, we said, look, the acclaimed are not, are more than just the entrance, right? A lot of people will dub acclaimed oh, yeah. as, Oh, they're just this entrance. That's funny. No, they're not. Anthony Bones is great, but Max is getting even better. And in turn, they're becoming a much better tag team in the ring. And when you combine that promo with being just good in the ring, look at MJF. Right? Oh, absolutely. M- absolutely. MJF, one of the biggest stars. The acclaimed, who knows what the future holds? I mean, what's well, funny because like Max Caster most of the time does the talking because of all the rapping that he does and stuff like that. But yep. like, a Bowens also can actually cut a pretty damn good promo. Like it's, it's really weird. Like they're just this interesting combination that they found. I'm assuming just out there on the Indies, you know what I mean? Probably like lighting yeah. up indie shows all over the place. Yeah. Like, and it, it's been really well done and I'm with you. I gotta, I gotta talk about after the match powerhouse yeah, Hobbs and Keith Lee is being teased. Excellently. You had team Taz plus the acclaimed kind of surrounding Keith Lee and then swerve comes out swerve there's a different energy when swerve walks in and i think i think swerve is going to be very happy in aew and i think the AEW fans are going to respect him there's going to be a moment when swerve is going to be in a big time match i don't know if it's at a pay-per-view a, a, a main event of dynamite or rampage it's going to be a big time match Swerve's going to be in the middle of the ring no no mic he's going to yell whose house and the entire audience is going to chant back swerve's house it's going to be this massive just big beautiful thing but I'm I'm assuming they might have set up a, a tag here. They might have set up. I'm thinking, yeah, a tag match: Keith Lee and Swerve versus the Acclaimed, probably. Oh my god, that sounds beautiful. Or Keith Lee and Swerve versus Ricky Starks and Hobbs. But if this is if we go into this FTW champion, let's just hear. I, I think what they might be doing with this is something for Battle of the Belts, and it might be an FTW championship match with Swerve Ricky Starks. Swerve, Ricky Starks, maybe Keith Lee, and maybe Anthony Bowens. Maybe they'll do a fatal four way for the oh my uh, goodness for the FTW Championship. So I'm starting to see. I think the FTW Championship is going to be on the line a little bit more. 
And you could they do did a scenario have it on an episode of Rampage. So I'm not I'm surprised they haven't done that more to be completely honest. Agreed. With you. And I think you could run an angle here where Keith Lee wins it and Hobbs wins it back to keep it in Taz, but also have it on someone else. Yeah, I agree because right? there's no way for you to put it on somebody else in Team Taz. Like maybe Keith Lee like injures Ricky Starks in the match too or something and like so Hobbs gets revenge and we're running. Look, if I, I am loving if this is the first match. We've been saying for a while, feuding with Team Taz is one of the best things you can do. And I, I, I love it, man. Team Taz, everything they touch is beautiful. And you also got to start thinking, when's Hook coming in? Because we know Hook's on Dynamite this week. so Maybe that's how Hook comes in. Maybe it's not Hobbs that wins back the F2W championship. So I... I'm with you. Because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I love I love Hook. I don't know if he's ever championship bound because I don't know if that's his thing. Like, I feel like he's like kind of like the yeah, it's, we just gonna see where he... sized monster. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Something's like, telling me by the time we reach All Out, Hook will be wrestling like a <clears throat> massive star. And it'll feel I just right. think the F2W championship would be fun for him because he never has to Agreed. speak. I think they need to start using this belt a little more as like... And I still Look, think the acclaimed. Oh, I said this to you. I don't know if I said this on the show. I think the acclaimed should join Team Taz just because of the association they've yes, had. It doesn't have I, to be a thing. Maybe, and maybe this was the beginning of it. I but I feel like Team Taz is just like short one, like one or maybe not two, but like one more member or group. Plus, they don't really have a dedicated tag. You know what I mean? Like Hook, Hobbs, Starks. Yeah, I mean that could be your tag within the group, and it could be fun. So yeah, that was that was that was our favorites. That was pretty fun. Um. I'm thinking, Garrett, we got a lot of news this week, and we'll hit this news real quick, and then we're going to dive into our Dark Elevation and Dark Results, as well as the Rampage and Dynamite Results. All right, so, kicking us off with news, this weekend we had AEW announce working relationship with DDT Pro Wrestling and TJPW. Um, Christopher Daniels made the announcement. This this is going over well. Uh, DDT Pro Wrestling... They're allowed to start appearing at AEW events. They, their current champion appeared back in 2021, and it was pretty cool. And it was clarified by Michael Nakazawa that TJPW, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, will be part of the relationship. So I think, as we were kind of talking about earlier, you know, it seems like some of the girls have gone back to Japan. Maybe this is a sign they're going to not only come back, but bring more people with them. And I'm always down with that. Let's be straight up. Um, but no, DDT Pro Wrestling has some great young talent. Obviously, Joshi Pro Wrestling. There's so much talent in Japan, man. So absolutely, I, I'm assuming we're both on the same page with this. Like, we're just super excited. I feel like DDT is kind of like in the same place Noah was like three or four years ago. You know, like I would say it's it's. I feel like it's only getting more popular. I'd agree. And now Noah has that working relationship with New Japan. So you know what I mean. So like, I feel yeah, like it's pretty sweet. Um, I feel like it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I would like to see like Mesa Ruga and like all those people back, but like, I don't know. I I know she's, uh, wrestling for like the, she was wrestling for like the, some weird championships over in Japan. Like I don't even yeah. know, like some weird so, social media wrestling company or something, but like, we also um, got, um, some injury news, which we're a little sad oh. about cause it's one of our boys and mm-hmm. This might explain a lot. Uh, Matt Sedell has been out of action since February 21st. And he yep. took to social media to reveal that he had a dislocated knee a few weeks ago. And there are no tears in his ACL or PCL. And, yeah, so it's – it's So, yeah. 
Sucks that we lost Lee because of this, you know? Yeah. So Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty have both been sidelined for a little bit. And now we know why. And now we kind of know why they're just going to do the top flight thing. But I guess we'll have to see. um... Also explains why Lee got a couple of singles matches randomly out of nowhere. Not that he couldn't. He had been wrestling singles matches as part of a tag. But, like, they just gave him a couple back-to-back weeks or something like that. And I was like, okay, now that makes sense, you know. But so yeah, we uh, we like Matt Seidel, though. I hope he recovers because he's only got so many years left. You know what I mean? He's been wrestling a long time. And speaking of wrestling a long time. He was like the indie guy for the longest time. Like that would never sign anywhere important. Like he was like, nope, I won't go to TNA and I won't go to WWE. Fuck you. <laughs> he had a good run in WWE too, Evan Bourne. Um, Miro has re-signed with AEW to a four-year deal that will keep him in the company until at least 2026. Good to know they're still taking care of him while he's at home injured. So some more injury this news. This was for actually us. the the speculation that I believed was that it was contract related, though he hadn't been on TV. I mean, it makes sense. He was probably trying to get more money or something, um, or something. Maybe maybe he wants to wrestle other places. You know what? Miro needs to go. I don't. Did he ever actually go to Japan? Like he should go to Japan for a little bit. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll do the Ring of Honor thing. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? But, well, he is still hurt now, so we'll have to Ring see when Khan, he comes back. Or... Ring of Khan. Come so good for Miro. We love Miro. Maybe we can come back to the white box. Okay, maybe he'll come back from heaven one day. Yes, 2022 AEW Double or Nothing sets record for the largest North American non WWE gate in history. And Garrett, there isn't a single thing announced for it. That's awesome. I mean, we know what's probably going to be on there, though. Yeah, Double Um, or Nothing is going to be fucking huge. It's going to be a couple, one of a couple of matches. Either Cole versus maybe they'll do like a. Maybe maybe Cole will win and they run it back. You know what I mean? Again, which could happen, but I don't think that'll happen. Gene Cargill versus Athena. Oh, give us all. Oh. And then one last little thing here: the Briscoes and FGR got their match. They will be wrestling at Supercard of Honor. This kind of comes along the lines of a Tony Khan interview where he said he will be running Supercard of Honor. So let me be clear here: Tony Khan won't book them on AEW because TBS executives don't want the Briscoes, right? But he'll book them on Ring of Honor. What does that say about Tony Khan? Just saying. Hey, man, I think it means he's going to run ROH. And he's he's going to do it his way. Um, that mat, that card is already looking pretty sweet of the three matches. Gresham is facing do we, Bandito. Do we actually know if any of the Sinclair stuff was a part of the deal? Because if he bought that, then he doesn't have to have anybody that has anything to say about that at that point. The executives work for him at that point. Uh, Imagine I if he just know cancels his contract with TBS and didn't like buy Sinclair and says, no, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. no. They're not losing TBS. <laughs> That's what's uh, keeping this thing rolling. Cancels here. the entire AEW roster and just says, nope. But yeah, um, other than that, I mean, there's a couple little wrestling things we could touch on. Jay White, Buddy Matthews, all wrestling in New Japan Strong. Big Damo made his debut. Some Jonah news, you know, Jonah was supposed to be the top guy. Dude, Damo will be a star somewhere. You know, I can see him landing landing an impact. Hey, man, he's also going to Strowman's. They like big, big meaty men in impact. (laughs) Big meaty men, yes. But, yeah, um, that'll do it for us. Strickland uh, faced Blake Christian, which I need to seek that match out. Swerve, I should say. I don't know why I call him Strickland still. He goes by a swerve mostly now. But Garrett... If you would like to help us out with the dark elevation results of elevation this week. episode fifty four, all right. Nyla Rose opening up the show. Uh, 
quick Hold match. What? She might be Thunder Rosa's opponent. We we're just talking about this. Oh, interesting. Because we've we been like, what are they building up Nyla for? Okay. Oh, that might. You know what? Okay. Okay. I'm actually cool with that. Nyla Rose for Thunder call Rosa. Vicky Guerrero sellout. Um, hey. Like you used to be a, a fan of people. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now you're a bad guy. I always wondered why it was that Vicky was a heel. I understand that she's got a shrill voice, but like, that doesn't mean you have to be a bad person, you know, like anyway. Um, well, there's yeah, no ever turn in Nyla face. Nyla Rose. Uh, no, absolutely not. Nyla Rose wins with the beast bomb. 62 and 23 record. What a, what a record. That's All right, we had actually incredible. one of my favorite matches on Dark uh, or Elevation this week. We had uh, Frankie Kazarian. Frankie taking on Tiger Huas. Um, I can't believe Huas isn't signed yet, man. I, I feel like this guy. Have you been keeping a list of people that I like? take? Because I, I don't know if I asked you to do that or not. We should start doing that. People that we I tell like a, vague, like a vague interest in or that you have a vague interest in on Dark and see if they get signed or not. Because, like, obviously, Anthony Green would have been the top of my list for a long time, but that's obviously no. He hasn't even been on Dark in months. But, like, I could say right now, I think I, the Renegade twins are up there for me. Yeah, the Renegades. How are they not on the roster? That, they have had matches be, on AWTV. But I guess so did Green, so whatever. But anyway, yeah, sign, sign Huas. Um, the match is solidly good. Um, the Capoeira style that Huas has is really interesting. Frankie wins with his chicken wing. Um, crossface chicken wing. They just need a better name for it, man. Like sleeper hold is just lame, but like, I don't know. There's got to be a better name for it. Um, hey. rear naked choke. I mean, that also sounds kind of stupid. Anyway, Emmy Soccer and the Bunny took on Sky Blue and Kylan King. Um, Kylan King is she okay? Is she signed? Nope. Anyway, they, so, there's so many women I, oh, on dark. If you guys love women's wrestling, man, you got to check out Dark because they bring in so many great women, and it's it's incredible. It's all the um, time. It is all the time. I was going to say it's a cool new team between Blue and King, but who knows? Yeah, um, who knows? But uh, there are some better matches on Dark this week. That's what I was thinking at this point in the show, winning with the down the rabbit hole. I don't know how I feel about the bunnies move being used by everybody else under the sun, but whatever. I guess she's just yeah. teaching it to everybody. Up next, we had uh, Jay Lethal from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, he still gets a reaction, man. Uh, I think he always will. Yes, because he's good. I love Jay Lethal. Lethal and Jackson for the win. Ruby Soho had a quick squash with no future. Got the W. And Silver and Reynolds uh, beat up on uh, Chaos Project to set up the like random match they had like the next that week. Event. Boring ass main event. That was a rough and one. Silver and Reynolds picked up the win with their cool combo of moves that they do that I like. Um, Funny enough, I was watching this dark episode with uh, a friend who usually doesn't watch wrestling, and yeah, it was a uh, was going well. main event. Everything else built up right. Yeah, nicely. it was going well, and then that main event. My God, I was kind of decapitated at the end. Like I don't understand why they pulled like a a, a, a night's watch on Janice Slint at the end. All right, yeah. um, so let's get into AEW Dark this week. And I don't have the number. I don't know. If 134. 134. AW Dark. And we open up with the Young Bucks. Hey, Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler defeat Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Cole Cabana, and Alan Angels. And since we've been covering this show, this is the first time the Young Bucks have been on Dark. We've been covering for about, what, eight months now? So, Young Bucks, first time on Dark. Brandon Cutler is so good at being bad. It's it, it, it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's that is a skill. That is a talent. Brandon Cutler <laughs> is great at being bad. He had this moment in the match where he was trying to make the hot tag. He did a roll. He jumped, extended everything, and fell short. And the Dark Order guys just grab him and drag him back to their corner. This match would have. I genuinely think if this was on like a rampage, that would have been a big reaction. But it was pretty funny. It still got a pop out of Universal. This was a fun little match. Um, Brandon Cutler and the Young Bucks ended up winning. BTE trigger. Ruby Soho ended up defeating Ashley D'Ambois. Again, I think Ashley looks good. This was this was fine. I mean, Ruby kind of just crushes people. Right, so yeah, I mean, she doesn't really have anything going on. It's what exactly. building it for something. Also, I don't know what. Uh, maybe I she turn her heel on. Maybe next. she turn. Maybe they turn her heel hey. on Thunder Rosa. No, maybe so, she. Maybe she fights Layla. Maybe. Be kind um, of Josh Woods, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, defeated AC Adams. I liked the references to that. And that signature float over German suplex. I'm down. Dude, that crazy release throw that he does to people. First of all, how much money to pay do you have to do, do you have to pay to take that move? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is one of those guys where I think this is what's going to happen with some of these Ring of Honor guys and he hasn't been on TV yet. But he, we've seen him I think this was his third or fourth time now on Dark and he cut a promo after talking about Tony Khan purchasing ROH and how he's so happy about it. Yeah. So so Josh Woods will obviously be on Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? And I got to wonder, like, Josh Woods. It also Woods, sounded like he's implying that they might be defending his title in AEW, which is kind of cool. You know who I think he'd work well with? Hmm. I, I think Josh Woods and Daniel Garcia would actually be one of those Maybe really if, if fun. But he has to lose his championship in Ring of Honor because I don't want. I don't think they're going to have that branded branded interconnectedness in the same with like Raw. And oh no, I'm just saying here. on a dark. I just throw it on dark. Let him get 15 minutes just of wrestling. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because I mean, that's what they said. Like he's on Ring of Honor and on dark. That's what they said at the end of the promo. Tony Tony uh, Shavani. Ricky Shavani. Starks gets the win with a big spear. This is a beautiful move. Rochambeau. By the way. Yeah, uh, Ricky Starks, uh, how he goes between the ropes and all that crap. Darian Bankston, I was unfamiliar with him, but it uh, it worked. Uh, Diamante defeated Session Moth. Uh, this was her on That's here again. Session Moth Martinez some more. Um, yeah. Diamante getting the win, though. I I want to hope they're going to do something. Bro, where the hell was her gear this week? <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't know. Uh, she hit the code red, but it was a... Really, I still don't get Session Moth Martina. I don't either. It's that's that's some of that comedy wrestling that doesn't really work with me. But they're like I, I love comedy wrestling, but sometimes it doesn't work, and that is uh, one of them. Yeah, and that that Code Red was was actually awful. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whose fault it was, but <laughs> probably not Diamantes. I'm guessing. Yeah, this was uh, yeah. Moving on, Dark Order defeated Chaos Project. John the Silver rematch everybody Reynolds. wanted. Yeah, man, I just – negative one was out there, I guess, right? So second two nights in a row they beat him. Uh, I mean, look, they just want to keep Silver and Reynolds up in the rankings because I'm I'm sure whenever the next heel champions come across or while they're building up heels, you know. Layla Hirsch defeated Marina Tucker. Um, as soon as the bell rang, she, she kind of crushed her, hit her with the knee strike, and tapped her out. <laughs> 
Literally. Uh, Layla's great. I love Layla. Yep. Top She's like a flight. female Brian Danielson, basically. Top flight and uh, facing Invictus Cash and Arya Davari. Um, this Again, was good. Why but, are those guys not signed? Yeah. They're like literally I, your I dark job that. guys. Like. Agreed. Agreed. I did not like the idea of this match of working so long on Darius. It felt like it was forever for a dark match. I'm not going to. It felt like it was a TV break. It was, They were working well, on Darius for so long. They probably recorded the same night that they recorded their comeback. So I'm guessing. Or maybe the day after, because this was at Universal. So either I don't know. way, it was close together. Like they hadn't. I feel like they were just trying to give Darius some reps before but they I, had him. They back were really the trying Royal. to ground. Because remember, it was like, really confusing for them, it seemed like, because they were trying to talk like the Battle Royal, or the Battle Royal, like, well, yeah, no, the Battle Royal, whatever it's called. The, yeah, the Tag Team Battle Royal for the pay-per-view or qualify or whatever yeah that hadn't happened for them in this taping it didn't seem like yeah like yeah it was it was strange man but this once dante got the tag i mean it was it was insane dante and darius are incredible they're just so good and i think i think and i hope tony sees that 10 defeated aaron solo honestly pretty good match solo was getting a pretty decent crowd uh booing for it being in universal which by the way I don't know if this is a hot take or people feel like this. I think they need to get the fuck out of Universal. I, I don't like it. It's I actually kind of hate it, but I I don't know. They would have to record Rampage live more, right? That would have to be the solution to where you can just do Dark before every Rampage, right? But since they don't, I mean, record- like the thing is, like you have to have like the facilities to have like all the wrestling i feel like they should just i don't know i don't know what the solution is like i maybe don't either move, I don't maybe either. they should do like wcw back in the day had like a building that was dedicated where they, they didn't necessarily have like cameras but like they could just have a camera set up in like a maybe you do it performance at center style setup because like, i feel like the nightmare factory is a building that exists you know what i mean yeah, and probably, I doubt I think Cody's going to be like, sorry, AEW talent, get out of my wrestling school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but this is still going to be training guys like Brock Anderson. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. But this this was pretty solid. Um, how do you think WWE feels about that, by the way? That he's still going to probably be training like weekly AEW superstars. You know, like... I, you know, it's something uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, a lot of things are riding on this. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the Cody stuff. Dude, Cody's debut I definitely is going to be uh, the biggest fucking thing in wrestling since CM Punk came back, in my opinion. I think it's going to be big. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive into some Cody stuff at the end here. Um, I got some thoughts on that, too. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, but 10 defeated Aaron Solo. Emi Sakura, back-to-back wins. Nice seeing her back with the Vader bomb. Um, yeah, I was going to wait for her to get a, a W. I was interested. In yeah, that. that twisting Centon, man. Twisting Vader bomb. It works. Lance Archer... We all know. I, we didn't have to say anything. We, have, we didn't have to say anything more. Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Uh, 45 second victory over a bunch of brother, uh, good guys. Good brothers. So yeah, they had two for the show. Scorpion yeah. Deathlock. This main event match, Garrett. Really short for George Joel short, match. But I was, I'll be excited about this. Frankie Kazarian versus Jorah Joel. And Who's Frankie fighting? Tell me. With They're what? building them up for something. Who's he fighting? Oh, nobody. This I think Frankie Frankie is on dark for the foreseeable future. I yeah, think who's Frankie, he who's he gonna give the win to on dark on their way up? That's what I'm asking you. Daniel Garcia, maybe? Because I can't see him. They, they might even do it on TV, man, because Frankie's good enough. Like Oh yeah, I, I think 
Maybe they're boosting Frankie's record for... Because Joel was, I thought, maybe going to be it when I saw it on paper. And okay. Then, well, because Joel hasn't had any wins in a while. You know, he's just kind of been jobbing out recently. Uh, maybe Anthony Ogogo. He hasn't been on in a couple weeks. Ooh, the governor. Yeah, I'd like so, to see governor back. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll get on TV again pretty soon. But yeah, guys, that's it for Elevation and Dark. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What happened to Dynamite right away? And then we'll talk about some Cody Rhodes stuff and what Dynamite looks like next week. Because next week looks interesting. But yeah, so Dynamite kicks off. And it is Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express and Hangman Adam Page. Garrett, uh, you take control of this. What did, what did you think of all this one? Fantastic opening to this match. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of what was going on throughout. It was just kind of one of your crazy trios matches that you have. Like, dude, Adam Cole has had, with every feud that he has had, an incredible trios match, an incredible eight-man match, and an incredible main event match. So far, he's already done two of those in this. And so now we just need the eight-man tag, which is, we have, we have, do we have one announced yet? Because if not, I wouldn't be surprised if we got that on Rampage. Yeah, right. Um, Honestly, that's good. That's gonna be that's my pre-prediction for Rampage before we even get anything <laughs> announced. Is yes. that that's gonna be the eight-man tag? Is gonna be the opening of Rampage? But um, or yeah, yeah, because it seems more like an opening match. Like maybe we'll get like a title match or something. I don't know. But um, ooh, Scorpio Sky defends on Rampage. Let's go. Anyway, um, hey. I'm booking myself over here. But um, triple moon salt was insane. Oh my um, god! <laughs> uh, back and forth, great, just great trios match. AEW does trios matches better than anybody. I used to hate six man tag matches with a passion. Yeah, and AEW is making me like them slowly. Like, agreed. Um, I I look forward to six man tags in AEW because I know I look they're going to be eight fun. man tags in AEW. As we got the next eight week. man tag at two pay per views ago, whatever that was, was incredible. Like, and honestly, like. Yeah, this is just so much fun, man. This match is the definition of fun. This easily could have been one of our favorites. Like it's it's fantastic. There's so not only was there so many big spots, there's a good story being told here of Hangman and Cole. Plus the story being told of I think I think the vibe I'm getting, I almost feel like our tag team champions are a little intimidated by O'Reilly and Fish. And I really like how they're playing the story up. Maybe I'm looking for it. Maybe I'm seeing things, but you get the vibe that they know they want to beat these guys, right? They know they want that. This is a historical tag team. They've won everywhere. Longest reigning NXT champ, New Japan, Ring of Honor. This is a historic tag team. They want to beat them. And it's delivered, man. This fuck this fucking delivered. The boom and Adam Cole and um, Jungle Boy. Red Dragon and Cole ever in Ring of Honor at the same time? They were, but they were never together. Right. They were probably just like that's probably when he was with the Bucks, right? Yeah. That's what made that debut with so the special. Bucky Boys. Oh man. You God, when they debuted and fucking destroyed Drew McIntyre, I oh Do you remember awesome. Drew Galloway being the uh, TNA champion? Oh yeah. Drew and Lashley? Give me a- Dude, Lashley winning every championship and throwing them on the ground. The belt collector. It's like Kenny's <laughs> gimmick last year. But yeah, but this at least, was... But at least all three championships that Kenny collected mattered. Like, well, impact, whatever. Um, hey, 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 hey. 
but yeah, this was this was fun, man. Um, again, I, I'm curious to know the star rating on this. I would imagine it's like four and a half. This went the rent. This went some length too. Exactly. I I it was a good opening. Like everything opening and closing matches of both shows, phenomenal this week. Like this is the you know well, I how often, does Darby versus Butcher get lost in the shuffle this week? How does Adam Cole? And so many Danielson and Moxley and Red Dragon and Adam you know, Page all get lost in the shuffle this week. I would how love to show this match to someone who hasn't watched wrestling in a few years. Just show them I would on TV. show them the Moxley. Uh, no, Best Friends has like Orange Cassidy. That's hard to explain. What would I but, show them? You know, I would show them the Jericho Appreciation Society segment. What there that you we'll go. talk about. That was pretty good. Because uh, um, that is... Uh, wrestling but yeah, right we now. get uh, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Keith Lee backstage. They're arguing, and pretty much again, it was setting up the match and on Rampage and the Bro, fact Ricky that Ricky Starks Hobbs. is so fucking funny on the mic sometimes when he, he gets is. really aggressive. <laughs> like, I love Ricky, but he's just not as intimidating as he wants to come off sometimes. Maybe that's just me because I like think of Ricky because I've seen a lot of backstage video, like footage of him, and he seems like a really nice guy, you know. But like. Yeah, um, this this was really fun. And but Ricky getting aggressive with Keith Lee and being like, "Yo, bitch, you can't come on my show." I was just like, "Yo, what the fuck, Ricky? <laughs> calm down. Keith's a good brother." We go to commercial. <laughs> we come back and we see Chris Thalander looking in the mirror, taking off her makeup, and she's following that. I'm interested to see where this goes. Well, I think it was just to put on the black. So I, really? I think, ah, yeah, I I think mm. that's what it was for Rampage. I think this was Even one with night the thing. stuff that she did in relation to the Red Velvets, you don't think? Uh, maybe. Hey, maybe. We'll see. Maybe she'll get more hardcore. I'm cool with it. We head back to the That's ring what I'm court. thinking, because AEW is hardcore anyway, so and she's been yeah. kind of really nice this whole time. So And we head back to the ring, and we got Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus best friends, Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta with Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Dan Housen out there. Now, Garrett, not only was this match fun, but after the match, oh my fucking God. Um... Yeah, let's, Wheeler let's, Yuta abandoning the oh, best friends. I so called good. this shit so hard based on so a BTE good. segment. I, I, so BTE fucking matters. Shut the fuck up, everybody that thinks it doesn't. <laughs> Real quick, so Danielson and Yuta start this one off. Garrett, the story of this match is Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta is soaking in all the pain. He's asking for more. He wants to get his ass beat. And Danielson's smiling about it. Moxley's smiling about it. Uh, Regal was pretty funny on commentary, by the way. Uh, you know, <laughs> JR was nice. You know, he's, he's he's all happy and he's like, you in the mask. I don't know who you are. It's like, come on, man. You've been taking his PWG guys for years. <laughs> uh, I don't, but he's probably never actually met Excalibur. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, who knows? But it, it's just funny. I think it's a funny gimmick to play up that no one knows Excalibur. And... Yeah, Wheeler Yuta, man. That's because hold on, hold on. That's because Excalibur is literally the wrestling nerd. He's the guy that was like making all these indie wrestlers famous for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I, I gotta say here, man, Wheeler Yuta. Does he still run Bola? And is that every year? Like, I wonder. Yeah, yeah, he still does all that. That's crazy. He's though he manages to run PWG every year. I mean, it's only a one-time year, but, but like he manages to do that a while also. So does he take off time around PWG's nope. events? You never notice. What? That's cool. Sorry. So, Shout out to Excalibur. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, Wheeler Yuta here, man. We've talked a lot about how they've been putting him on TV a lot lately. This was by far, without a shadow of a doubt, his best performance for a crowd. This made people recognize him more. Wheeler Yuta 
Will Uta's shift in AEW has gone up about 20 slots now. Will Uta is going to be used more now. And if they okay. put him in this team, which we're going to talk about in say. a second, if he is the first one to join this team, now they haven't talked about this since like they first started the little feud here of bringing people in. But, yeah, long story short, Danielson ends up uh, pinning... Was it Danison makes the tag to, to Moxley, who locks in the bulldog choke to get the tap from Yuta. So Willie Yuta was just soaking in all this pain. After the match, best friends bring Yuta to his feet as they're about to walk out. You kind of get this 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 camera pan from Yuta, and he pushes Orange Cassidy's hand away and gets in the it gets in the ring. Yuta then extends his hand to William Regal, who slaps the fucking piss out of him. <laughs> he gets in Regal's face because he snaps right back, quick as hell. Danielson, Moxley, and Regal all laugh. The uh, Wheeler Yuta smirks, and you kind of get this vibe like, okay, Yuta knows what it, he had to get. He has to earn respect to get in this group, and he has to deliver respect to stay in this group. And I got the vibe, man. I think Yuta's going to join this group. And my God, Garrett, we've we've been saying as we cover Dark, as we cover just the normal shows for months now. Will Yuta doesn't get a chance on TV as much as he does on Dark. But on Dark, this guy's incredible. Garrett, I think it's coming, man. I They know his talent. And I wouldn't be surprised. I, I fucking wouldn't be surprised if Danielson picked him himself and offered him. The, like, like, they actually talked with Tony. Like, look, are you cool with leaving best friends? I know these like your actual boys, but we want to do this with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually pitched it. To him and to Tony and everything. Because Tony's Tony. going to let – let's be honest. Tony's going to let these guys do this in the tag division and fucking run this shit because this is this is a money-making machine. But, yes, Garrett, you drive into this match, the whole segment as a whole, really, because this is this is incredible. As you can tell, I, I'm, I'm fucking – this is nuts. Uh, You know, it sucks that we're not going to get to see this again because we haven't really got to see Chuck and Wheeler tag that much, but they, they did really well together. Uh, Yuta always gets a moment to shine in all of these matches. It sucks because they let Yuta loose every few dynamites, and then like he goes back to dark hell and just doesn't get any offense anymore. And it's, you know, but they they're building him up. He got the win over uh, Aaron Solo, you know, on dark in the Battle of the Dark Gods. Um, I believe this now, was his third week in a row on TV too. They, he's obviously getting put into this feud, which I'm really excited about. Um, I really hope he joins. I don't know who would be the next person I'd want them to go after. It's got to be Lee Moriarty um, next. Oh, while Slidell's gone too. Oh. Yep, has to be. I, I like that idea. Um, I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after Swerve. Um, yeah. Professional wrestlers. I think the ultimate goal is for them to, to feud with the sports entertainers. Um, it. I think it has to be at, at like all out. Maybe if if we, if we take this that long, right? Assuming it's going to. a slow build, but the 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 Jericho Appreciation Society building up in the background, and Danielson and Moxley building an army to combat them. I, I you know them all just like gathering a bunch of young studs to battle each other in like a battle of the. Of the young talent. I mean, that sounds incredible. Can you imagine the matches you could get out of that? Like, Oh, dude, it, it could be beyond special. And I, I would love it. I would I would fucking love it. But yeah, uh, 
Moxley and Danielson. Uh, we don't know who they're facing yet next week, so that'll be fun to see. Um, I'd like to see them face an actual tag team. Like, obviously, there was going to be the best friends, but you know, everyone's injured right now. Um, except, like, no, literally, everyone's injured except Chuck right now. But um, <laughs> I was just thinking about it. everybody's injured. I mean, I guess you could throw if you want to do a. Mixed it's got to be a dark throw. order, right? It's got to be. That, that's my guess. Silver and Reynolds, maybe, because they've been getting some wins. I think. I think you. Oh wait, Silver and Reynolds are scheduled for a match, aren't they? Shit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yes, they're they're actually facing the sports entertainers. Um, so okay, we'll, so then maybe somebody else. Maybe the other ones. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, possibly. All right. So after Uno that, and Grayson, maybe it could be. After that, we dive into Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Two Point Oh make their way to the ring. I just want to preface before we dive into. Didn't like we specifics. get an, uh, wait? Sorry, before we move on, didn't we get an FTR and Bucks tease as well? Let's see. Was that before? We might have. I just don't think I have it here. And then we also got the acclaimed and swerve stuff was teased a tiny bit with the okay. Ricky Starks thing. Um, I just make sure I write down everything. I don't mean to interrupt so much. No, 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 no. This is when I, hey, by all means. I take copious notes, everybody. They don't have very much this is important to them, because but I, I just take notes on everything. This is important because I, they're doing this little build for Young Bucks and FTR at uh, Double or Nothing. So little backstage segments here and there. Yeah. That, that matters. Especially, oh my God. Do you, I see people talking about this online. Do you think the FTR's next manager is going to be Bret Hart? Because my God, it's starting to make so much sense. If if Bret Hart is actually with AEW now, then yes. If not, then I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, you got the Owen Hart stuff coming up too. They don't need a manager. They both have the ability to talk. I mean, you know. They don't, but I think they want one. And I think they'd love to Maybe. put Bret Hart back in, a, in in professional wrestling if he wants to do it. Dude, if Double or Nothing like has a segment on it where Bret Hart and Owen Hart's it's his, is it his wife or is his daughter? It's some um, whatever his relative can actually like. I saw some people posting that on Twitter. That would be like one of the most incredible things in the history of wrestling. It'd be, it would rival the Cody and Dustin moment. Like, oh, um, it'd be beautiful. I mean, one of the most emotional moments in wrestling, but. Um, yeah, and I, I think like um, I'm really interested to see where where they go with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, yeah, so let's let's dive into that a little bit. Let's talk about some specifics in there. So, just on the premise, I want to say this is this was incredible to me. I think uh, this did a lot to get over to me at least. I wasn't sure how I felt about where Jericho was going after the Eddie Kingston uh, match. But now I'm more comfortable than ever. I think their first feud is going to be an obvious one against Kingston and Problem Powerful. But after that, bro, I, mean, I can't wait for the fucking segment where we get that forming into an actual stable. It's oh, going to be so good. So basically, long story short, here Jericho is kind of talking about how they're sports entertainers, and he says how they all need to go by their real names because you know Matt and Jeff needed to change their names because Matt and Jeff are the Hardys. So Matt Lee will now be known as Daddy Magic Matt Menard. And Jeff Parker, Jeff Parker is now Cool Hand Ange, Angelo Parker. So <laughs> they got to keep Matt and Parker. I mean, that's been their names pretty much as it goes. So Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, it works. It's kind of st- funny that Jeff is the reason why they actually finally – like Tony Khan was just like, you know – 2.0, I like you, 
but they're the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have two Matt and Jeffs. Like it's a, it's a slim. Come on, we could topic. have had Matt and Jeff versus Matt and Jeff. Come on. Yeah, Come exactly. On. So, but during during all this, Jericho was talking about how we are sports entertainers, and he gets a massive, you know, <laughs> the crowd. This is so easy. It's so easy to say this shit and get booed out of the building. And Jericho knows it, and he's gonna eat this up. I loved Daniel Garcia he, saying it too. Exactly, that's exactly where we're going. Jericho Garcia says he takes the mic from Jericho and he says he's got to get something off his chest. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh no, are they going to take him out already? It oh, would make no. sense, but it'd be kind of cool. But I was like, ah, in a way, I'm growing to want to see Daniel in this. We just did this with Dante. No, Garcia says right. if Jericho's going to stand there and call himself a sports entertainer, then he is too. And he <laughs> points to the key pants of the camera and he goes, my name is Dano Garcia and I'm a sports entertainer. And of course it's him that says it. Bruh. I wanted to punch him. I was like, one of the best, up. one of the best technical wrestlers on this fucking planet. Of course you have it. Be him. That says it. Jericho's a genius. I, I, I just, I know it was Jericho. I think that was Garcia, to be honest with you. Jericho looked a little surprised, but no, he liked but I think, it. I think Jericho knew having him in this group, calling himself a sports entertainer is so much heat because everyone that really like probably watches this shit and follows it as much as we do. And, and if you guys are watching this podcast or listening and you're like, yeah, I fucking love Daniel Garcia. You eat this, this not only hit deep, but this. He was the only one in that group that's not in WWE also, which is funny. So him saying it <laughs> is pretty good. Um, but no, man, there was cool stuff in here talking about back in 2019. You know, I believe it was Kevin Owens that actually got in touch with Jericho to uh, get in touch with the guys in 2.0. This is a real thing. They actually are friends and you got them on their podcast. You got them in AEW. And yeah, man. Um they're going to go by sports entertainers and it's fucking hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And he says, March 16th, 2022, the new era in AEW, the sports entertainment era. And I ate this shit up, Garrett. I fucking ate it up. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, you, you were kind of saying you were too. So <laughs> how you feeling about this? I'm enjoying the direction they're taking it right now. I'm going to hold my breath on this like I always do with segments like or with like storylines like this because... AEW kind of does long-term long storytelling like New Japan does. Like, super long-term, where, like, a thing will happen, and then sometimes people will go their separate ways for, like, months, and then not touch again. Like, that's what happened with Rip Baker and Thunder Rosa, you know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah, and it's still not a coincidence, little things like like Malachi Black giving a head nod to Dante Martin. That's, that was gonna, really cool. That's going to play out. It's going to play out. It's little things like that. Them doing this right after the Brian Danielson segment. Come on, man. That's right. He Dante Martin within like a month got put over by Malachi Black and by Adam Page. It's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. That's I, I would love if they faced Jurassic Express. Yes. But yeah, this was this was fun. Um we had a video package between the feud of Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. I'm guessing Maybe next week. That's either yeah, either that. I we have no official be, announcement. I, I thought it'd be good if you sandwiched that in Battle of the Belts, maybe between the two title matches. Um, well, last Battle of the Belts was all title matches, so I'm assuming they're going to do that again. 
Who knows? Maybe, but we'll see. you could... Well, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Scorpio Sky versus Wardlow. Um, Dan Lambert's wearing one of the championship belts. Bro, get rid of the other fucking championship, Tony. Stop. I can't believe they're having Dan Tony, Lambert wear one of those. If anybody listens to this goddamn show at AEW, please get rid of the other fucking championship, for um, fuck's sake. So, I mean, the story of this match was... You know what? Okay, here's the, okay. Let me before we continue. Let me explain why you need to get rid of the championship. You've set the precedent that when somebody gets injured, you can just have an interim champion now, and then they have a match that you set up. You could set up. You can have a. You can have a non pay per view setup uh, for a, a title feud, and it still ends up with having a match because of that. Now, like you can use yeah. that to set up a title feud if you don't have one. Like you know how Britt Baker didn't have championship opportunities all the time. Well, now you could just have an interim, like, say, Britt Baker's injured. You could have an interim AEW Women's Champion, you know what I mean? And then yeah, you could. they could face Britt Baker at the pay-per-view if she's going to be cleared, even if she can't have the, say, you were going to have a tape TV title match or something, right? That's basically what they did with Sammy and Cody, because Cody was obviously going to win the title off Sammy anyway, but he just didn't have the ability to win the championship yet, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I think the story of this match was Wardlow, you know was selling a lot. I think putting over Scorpio and then Wardlow really got his opportunity and was starting to take control. Here's the thing. We knew Max was going to have to do something. And that's just, I mean, look, that's, that's the ground that they played in. That's the, the card that they dealt. And you couldn't have Wardlow win. No, which sucks. <clears throat> but I told you it sucked that they booked themselves into that corner. Wardlow's first title shot now has to be a loss because... Yeah, and it's going to set up, hopefully, him and Max just... I mean, it's going to be a great feud. So, you know, it's... He won the face of the revolution. He's still going to call himself that, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be after the MJF feud. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't call himself it at all, and we just move on, and it was a big pay-per-view moment, and then, yeah. But um, Sean Spears... Kind of was the main distraction. And then MJF drilled him with the ring. Any idea how we got that ring back? I don't know. Um, but yeah. I think it got left in the ring at the end. I don't think Sam Punk so, kept it. Like, So maybe fucking maybe snatched it up. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Scorpio wins. Um, Austin Vanderford actually gets in and starts attacking him after. And then uh, Wardlow takes him out. Goes face-to-face with MJF. Power bombs. Just sets him up for the power bomb, but Spears hits him with the chair. Vanderford then locks in the rear naked choke. Spears drills him with a chair shot to the face. MGF hands Dan Lambert a stack of cash. So it's kind of funny. Uh, Ethan Page Do you on, think, t- um, on Twitter was saying uh, he he once he heard wind about MGF being around, he took the week off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You actually, think, um, yeah, I, I love that everyone hates MJF. But do you think that uh, Page fans Zant's uh, Husband will do anything in AEW? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I will say, I mean, this might sound dumb, but when he locked in that rear... That, he that, looks good. Like, I think choke. it's like a similar thing. I think some of those guys, just the way they maybe wrestle in, like, training just looks good on TV. Even yeah, if they're exactly. just kind of like... I mean, think about how like, Brock's gotten away with it for years. Kurt Angle did for years. Uh, now the Gable. You know what I mean? Like... Um, 
So, I mean, like it's, it's a, it's a build for a wrestler that works really well. Some of the guys are interested. Like I, I still want a junior to come back. You know what I mean? Like I thought he had something, you know what I mean? Like, I guess he was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not a wrestler, you know, like, but you know, I don't know. And it, uh, yeah, man, get rid of that fucking second championship. I'm over it. Agreed. I, uh, any idea what Scorpio does? He's he's clear heel, so I think he's going to defend on Battle of the Belts against who? Um, Swerve, maybe that'd be kind of cool. Okay, um, you know, I'm thinking maybe Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's been getting yeah. I mean, we've been wondering what he's going to do for a while. That'd yeah, be fun. So. Jay Lethal's had a couple of TNT title shots recently, so it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, Jay Lethal. We'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fun to follow. Um, Wardlow and Max is now full blown going big baby face Wardlow. So yeah. Uh, TNT title. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, we still don't know what Sammy's doing. I mean, if Sammy could get like some kind of not like a rematch, but like Sammy could build himself back up and, and take on Scorpio and like cap off that feud. Part of me thinks we're going to do a, mix, a mixed match. Because, well, the thing is, though, like American top team is just getting stronger. Really, whoever feuds with Scorpio next needs to have backup. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's something to think about. I don't know who that would be necessarily. Um, with with Matt Seidel on the shelf, it can't be Aaron Dante Solo or time like that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Factory's short on people too. I, I you know I don't know. Like like obviously, um, Camarado hasn't wrestled in a while. I'm assuming he's probably hurt or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So we uh, we hit backstage and TBS champion Jade Cargill is alongside Mark Sterling and Alex Marvez. Alex asks Jade how she feels about being the cusp of being 30 and 0. Mark interrupts and said Marvez should be ashamed of himself for not wearing green on St. Patrick's Day Slam and asked if he's scared of getting pinched. But he guesses being pinched is better than getting the kiss of doom. Cargill asks if anyone is ready to face, quote, that bitch. Um, yeah. I mean, she she she's always beefing on Twitter with people. It's hilarious. I We need to see Jade versus Athena now. I mean, that's got to happen. Yes. I don't know. Um, they just need to sign Athena. Yeah, they do. That'd be awesome. I don't know the man. I'm, uh, I don't know who she's going to face next, but it'll be interesting. Cool. I think she'll also defend on Battle of the Belts. I can see Battle of the Belts being loaded. Maybe every one of them except like the tag title. Well, just because I also feel like she hasn't had a defense. I don't, did she, she defended on the pay-per-view, right? Yep. That was the last one. I mean, so, you know. Private Party versus the Hardys. Dude. Private Hardys. The, the matches just keep going, man. I mean, <laughs> it just keeps going. How do you feel about a- the AFO as the name of the of the organization? <clears throat> it works. Um, I think, hey, man, I mean, he, if he's booking matches, he's doing a great job because they've been on every fucking show. So, I mean, what is Andrade doing out of all this? Maybe Andrade, ooh, maybe Andrade is the next uh, opponent for Scorpio because Scorpio is basically a babyface, bro. Let's be honest. Yeah, but Dan Lambert isn't. So. Yeah, but Dan Lambert <laughs> will never be a baby face in his life. Exactly. So no, they're with how much they're healing up against Ty Conti and now Wardlow. Like, nah, it's. I mean, I don't. I got to imagine Andrade. I mean, you could fucking do Andrade Hangman maybe if they don't go CM Punk. So, ooh, that'd be interesting. We'll see. What we'll see. I don't know what Andrade does next. Is House of Black baby face or heel? See, I don't know. <laughs> Good question. They're just they're neutral, dude. They're fucking. They're the House of Black. That's what they are. They feud with all and all who fucking. They're comes they're, between. they're somewhere in the gray area right now because they don't really. They haven't but, done anything. Yeah, man. Um, Matt and Jeff, this was fun, dude. Any, any, 
Any, anything I mean, you got from this match? I mean, let me look. Isaiah Cassidy, see. dude. Isaiah Cassidy and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Less flipping than I expected in this match, to be completely honest with you. Um, between yeah. both teams. I mean, I know the Hardys can't go as fast anymore, but <clears throat> you can tell Jeff's been um, not wrestling for a little while. It sucks because, you know, obviously it's going to take him a little bit. Yeah, that's not necessarily Russ. I think he was just a little gassed at a couple points in the match. Um, I think uh, he'll get back into ring shape, but it's, like, CM Punk had the same problem when he first came back after like seven years. So like if it, if Punk can figure it out after seven years, like Hardy can figure it out after like 30 days. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, and uh, no, I think they got the eight man next week. I think this is going to be – this is going to go on for a little bit. It's going to be some good matches. I, I, I like the Matt going for the Razor's Edge, by the way. That was a nice little uh, touch. I like it. But yeah, I mean Jeff got the hot tag. Mark set Jeff, and you know it's kind of going on and on. Mark set Jeff up for the gin and juice, but Matt hit the side effect on both Mark and Isaiah. Jeff goes four, lands a splash, then goes for the cover. Isaiah kicks out. Jeff and Matt each hit a twist of fate. Jeff goes up top and lands a swanton bomb on Isaiah for the one two three. This one looked brutal. Yeah, he, <laughs> he took that one to the fucking chest. Uh, yeah, man, the Hardys win. Who knows? I, you know. They're going to get a title run. It's not going to be a long one, but the, the, the yeah. Hardys will eventually win this title. It'll be fun, and maybe the, maybe the long maybe that's term when the acclaim. Okay, maybe this is okay. Let me like, book a couple months out, maybe like because I don't think the acclaim are getting another title shot for a while. Um, because they've gotten a lot recently. Maybe the acclaimed are the ones to take it off Lucha uh, Lucha Express, the Jurassic Express. Um. Yep, and then they have heel champions, and that's who the Hardys take it off of. I don't know, like, and that gets um, the acclaim their title reign. That would get the Hardys their title reign, and then the long term story of all this that that's when Private Party gets there first by beating the Hardys. Exactly. So that's how it all ties back around. After the match, Andrade, Alex, the Butcher, the Blade, and Bunny all make their way down to the ring. As soon as Andrade takes his jacket off, Darby Allen's music hits. So Darby Allen is surrounded in the ring by Sting, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Hardy. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Good for Darby, man. Good for Darby. Um, and again, that kind of sets up our next match, which we're about to talk about. But Darby's probably just like, bro, what's happening? <laughs> he can't believe it, dude. There's no way he can believe. You know what? You know what? What if they just run Darby and Scorpio and we go back to Darby being champ for a little bit? I'd be okay with that. I, Maybe I that's like the route. I would like Scorpio to defend the title a little bit first. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think Scorpio, yeah. He needs, he needs a feud first that's... A cool baby face, but we, you know, we know probably won't win. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Exactly. I mean, Anthony Green. Eddie Kingston. Let's bring in it. No, bro. Eddie. If Eddie. Oh, I can't. We can't have Eddie lose that again, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Fuck it. Send it in. He just beat fucking Jericho. I mean, like. I know. Maybe they'll do Lance Archer. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the. Is f- Lance Archer a baby face? Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> the way these people have probably not. Oh, and then we had that steel cage, so which we already talked about. But yeah, guys, the women this, died. It was a they, it was a steel died. cage this, death this match. Was a, this was a fucking loaded. When we go back through the shows like this, I just realize sometimes how much this shit's loaded. And, and my then, like, god, then you look so at Rampage and you're like, fuck, Rampage was loaded too. Yeah. So in a thumbs up, thumbs down world. I mean, it's AEW, man. The grading scale is insane, but it's still a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> the grading scale in AEW is fucking insane. It's literally, it's like either incredible or it falls off a cliff real fast. Like, my God, man. It's it's either, it's either 
Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a in a no a no light or a lights out you know no DQ match, or it's or it's Eddie Kingston crouching over John Moxley as the ring doesn't explode. Fuck, man. We need. Yeah, God, I yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to Rampage, huh? Um, the show begins. They both should have died in that scene. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah right. The show begins. Excalibur, Ricky Starks, and Taz on commentary. Dude, come on, man. Dude, Eddie Kingston was ready to make the sacrifice for John Moxley. He was going to go down. You know, that's when you wish live CGI existed. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but I know you love this commentary team. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taz and Excalibur. Plus Starks out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Rampage commentary team. I mean, yeah. I like them and I don't like them sometimes. Jericho's annoying sometimes. Like, hey, um, hey, but he wasn't out there to start, so it's okay. When he's interested in what he's doing, though, he's good. Like, he was, he was, he was a little. He, was <laughs> he had some funny well. calls in that main event, actually. Yeah, we didn't exactly. even talk about it earlier. But Darby Allen with Sting is facing the Butcher with the Blade and Bunny. And I was kind of wondering. This match gets lost in the shuffle somehow. This was an incredible opening match. Like this was man. There's there's great moments coming from this. Darby's just getting the shit knocked out of him. There was one of those fucking like I think it it's like when he it's a lariat where he like pulls him in and just slams him, dude. You know what I was thinking too before this match got booked. Stiff. I was thinking in my head that Darby is feuding with the entirety of the AHFO right or the A the, sorry the AFO right now right. Yep. But we haven't really seen like the butcher and the blade kind of got left out. It was mostly private party who were focused on in the voting. We didn't even see what butcher and the blade thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And now we get the Butcher and the Blade involved in this now. We understand that they're just with whoever is in charge. They don't care if it's Matt Hardy or Andrade. That's whoever's going to pay them. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I feel like we'll get some more on that probably within this feud because we haven't heard about what they think about any of this at all. Um, and I think that's on purpose. Like, yeah, I like and I think that'll, it'll add purpose. another element. Dude, the Butcher, man. This guy's good. And he is menacing looking. I, the Butcher and the Blade are like, again, like the AW tag division is just so stacked. It's so hard to like get like an idea of like how. <clears throat> you know what I could see them like, facing pretty soon? I, w- I, could, I wouldn't mind them in top flight in a match. I think it could be pretty fun. That would be, I, 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 dude, and you could literally book most of the teams in AW against each other and it's going to be good. It's yeah. crazy. That's and, what I'm really um, like. So basically, the butcher was just kind of laying waste to Darby outside the ring. Then the the guy starts counting, and then Darby ends up hitting him with a coffin drop. He struggles to get back in the ring, and the referee is still counting, and Darby wins via countout. I thought this was a cool way yeah, to finish. Yeah, that it. doesn't really happen all that often. No, and it you know it, I thought that was a fun way to do this because the butcher was pretty much kicking his ass. I don't understand time. why countouts were always treated like they were a DQ or something because they're not. They're like, not. It's, no. It, technically, I guess you are DQ'd by countout or something like that. But it, to me, it feels just like a knockout. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's still a win. It's still a one and zero. Good for Darby. This was fun. But again, we got the same. It almost felt exactly the same after match shenanigans, which for that live crowd must have happened forty five minutes before. Which Literally, they're like, "Wait, didn't we just get yeah. the reverse of this?" Like. <laughs> And it was it was literally the same, just setting up the tag for next week, the eight man tornado tag, which is gonna fucking it's gonna be insane. Uh, back from the break, TNT Texas champion. tornado match. Scorpio Sky backstage along with Paige Van Zant and Dan Lambert. Lambert shouts out Scorpio Sky and says Paige looks great, fights great, and will print more money for AEW than the Federal Reserve. She's actually got a bit some promo skills. I'm interested promo. to see what she does. I agree. Um 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Lambert thing. I don't, Layla I don't Hirsch know. needs to join American Top Team. I just realized Ooh, it. Okay. And Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Um, this starts off with a brawl on the entrance ramp. They hate each other. And you know, there's some heat here, man. This has been, what? It's been like a two-month feud, three-month feud pretty much. On and off, here and there. And they hate each other. I'm glad they got the spot here. This looked good. This is a fun little match. Um, the story, more or less, right, is Statlander came out with her new look. She's wearing chaps. She no, she's got an all black. She's got like a black star on her head now. She's no longer the alien. I'm taking it, which is that's fine. It's time to move past that, right? And yeah, this. this I, I don't know what the end game is. Maybe Statlander Hirsch again. I don't know. Uh, possibly. I don't know. I, mean, I still think maybe Statlander could be the one for. They GMT. only had two matches, right? Like they didn't have like a rubber match, yeah. so. So. Hey, this was fine for what it was. And uh, yeah, Red Velvet gets the win. So corkscrew kick. Anything else you got? Um, just like they can, this feud is feeling like it's about to wrap up, but I don't know how, you know? It, right? It feels like it's about to wrap up, but now we got a Statlander character change. So I don't even know. Well, that could go into something else. I don't know who's going to feud with um, Jade Cargill next, but... Yeah, that could be who potentially like maybe a, a Statlander with an edge is going to be the one that takes on. You know, good uh, for Red Velvet getting this win. I, I'm I'm liking her more and more. Really, yeah, am. no, Red Velvet is actually she's, she's really like I don't know what her comp in the AW men division would be, but like just a wrestler that you can just stick against anybody and they're they're going to have a good match and they can do a good job of making somebody else look good. You know who I think of Matt Sydal. Speaking of injury, Matt Seidel, but like she doesn't do the same sort of offense. No, no, no like, but I'm you know what I mean. Think. Matt Seidel doesn't always win, but everyone knows he's pretty good. He's never yeah. really thought of as titles, you know. No, he's always been just toiling and, away in the mid card. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, QT Marshall backstage. He's inviting Hook to the ring next Friday night to accept the QT Marshall certificate of accomplishment following Hook's win over him at Revolution. So I guess they're gonna have another match. Is you that know, what this is building to? Like maybe I, an actual pay-per-view match this time? Because QT's had pay-per-view matches before, so... I gotta imagine this is setting up... Maybe they're gonna try and do a fast one and get a go-go back. Maybe this is how a go-go gets back on TV. Who knows? I don't know if I want to see a go-go versus Hook, though. I don't either, like, but fuck it. That may... may I, I would get I mean, hooked how do you, the hell you away from this both guy. of them. You can't no keep them away from each other because there's like there's no way that ends well for one of them. Like yeah, I, I would get hooked the hell out of this feud to be honest. I, I'm very surprised they're doing something with it. So well, I'm surprised it's continuing. It made sense in the short term to get no, hooked no, on the yeah. pay per view, but like I'll be right back. Just continue talking for a second. Yeah, so we will see what happens with that. So we got House of Black versus Bear Country and Fuego del Sol. House of Black, man. We kind of talk about it weekly. The presentation of these guys is nuts. It it just feels unlike anything in professional wrestling, to be honest. Uh, Malachi and Bronson got the start. Malachi works great over the big man. Um, Bronson looked pretty good. Malachi takes them out. Shit's just kind of going all nuts. Everyone's laying each other out. Brody King hits a fun little spot on Bronson. And then while everyone's on the outside, Fuego jumps to the top rope. And I'm not kidding you. There is like this 40-second clip of Fuego just going nuts. And Fuego was getting big chance. Fuego dives on a king. King catches him midair, slams Fuego. And then he's he's like, 
he's just kind of going nuts on everyone, almost getting a little lucky. And then he gets hit by this flying knee from Matthews. And oh my God, he ate that knee. Fuego del Sol ate the knee by Buddy Matthews. And it was really, honestly, that 40 seconds was, it kind of told the story of the match. And to me, it told the story of House of Black. And, you know, this is so this is a team for the trios title. I kind of the forget sometimes. By the way, shout outs to Fuego for his little little segment that he got in the match. Yeah. Uh, Buried Country are still, uh, I still don't care about them. But um, there was like a, a little like sequence in the end of this match where they cut three times really quickly to different moves that all three of them did to like finish off the opponents. Yeah. I forget sometimes because of all the layers of mystery. It's kind of the Wyndham Rotunda effect, I'm going to call it, of, with a new wrestling term coined for everybody, where a wrestler gets so steeped in the mystique of their character you kind of forget how good of a wrestler they are. And like, remember yeah. how like Randy Orton versus when he beat him for the title and he, and that was actually a really good match. And it wasn't that I didn't realize that he could have a good match is that he's just never really wrestled that much because he was so good on the mic that there's no point in putting him in a match on TV every week because you're going to get more out of the segments and the storyline. If you put him on the mic, it's the same thing yeah. with house of black. But, like, they're all three incredible wrestlers, too. Like, Hey, man, do you think this helps set up the Fuego and Sammy tag team? Potentially. I really don't want that tag team. I'd rather <laughs> Sammy just I know. singles. I don't really want it either, but it's totally going to happen, right? Who's, ah. their, who's their trio thirds member, though? Like, it's going to be Ty Conti, probably. No, no, I'm saying for, like, trios matches, like... Oh yeah, who knows? Maybe that maybe that's when you start recruiting for this vlog squad and just take Aaron out of the fucking the factory. Out of the factory, yeah. yeah. To, honestly, that could work. Um, backstage, we see Penta Oscuro and Alexander Hantes, and they're, yeah, they're pretty much just saying the rivalry is far from over between Death Triangle and House of Black. I mean, look, Death Triangle when Phoenix is back against House of Black is going to be fucking insane. It better be like a no a lights out, no DQ, falls count anywhere. You know, you know how we opened up Dynamite with a six-man tag? I would open up a double-or-nothing six-man tag. These guys. If they're if he's healed. Hopefully. Um, oh, God. Oh, man. I, I miss Ray Phoenix. I miss Kenny. I miss everyone. I miss them all. Bring them yeah, back. And then we me. had that pre-match segment that I mentioned earlier, and that was the end of the show. Yeah, that was it. And, again, for an hour-long show, I'm not kidding you. Rampage, it flies by so fast in such a good way. Something that I mentioned to you um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the other day, I don't remember what it was. I sent it to you in DMs on Twitter. Um, I liked Rampage this week, but I didn't like it as much as I did the week before. And I think that's just because Rampage last week was just like really, really otherworldly. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Like last week altogether was just a really incredible week of wrestling. Um, yeah. And, but and now this week I didn't like dislike it. I just didn't like it as much as last week. I don't think. Yeah, so we're we are back in Texas again this week. Next week we're in South Carolina, which I think is gonna be pretty fun. That's the first time there. And then we're in Boston, which is always a big show. So they're starting to tour around John a little Cena. bit more, man. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, they're starting to tour around a lot more. And then we go to New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Is anybody in AEW from Boston? Oh, I'm sure. Right, there's got to be. I can't think of anybody. I don't really know hometowns too well. I'll be honest. I couldn't really. I, I sometimes pay attention to it. Like I used to more back when I watched wrestling when I was younger. Like that's why I knew where CM Punk was from and stuff like that. But like, yeah, 
and the Hardys I always p- paid attention to because I bought the Hardys DVD when I went to a wrestling show uh, when I was like a kid. Like I went to a WrestleMania like house show, like a WrestleMania post WrestleMania house show that they had in uh, where I live. Yeah, when so I was super young. It's pretty sweet, and uh, yeah, let's talk about the couple matches next week. We got MJF getting a promo. Um, that's gonna be that's not a match, sir. As always. We got the sports entertainers, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Johnny Silver and Sports Entertainers. We got to get the Daniel Garcia clip on here. That has to be one of them. I'm figuring out a way to get it before our next show. I am Daniel Garcia and I am sports entertainer. One of my all-time favorite one-liners in wrestling right now. I can't believe how much I love that. And then the eight-man tag, Sting, Darby Allin, and the Hardys versus Private Party, The Butcher, and The Blade. So yeah, we're already loaded for next week, dude. It's gonna be more fun stuff. I have a, I have a feeling. Yeah. Shout out to Mister. Uh, <laughs> the fun never dies. Garrett, I think that'll be it for us. Got anything else? Um, Daniel Garcia is awesome. I agree. We'll see you guys next week when we're talking about the new AEW World Champion Lance Archer. Cody Rowe, your new AWTNT champion.